This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, There weren't a ton of huge surprises, but there were some big winners across the sports world. So let's do it. Let's do MVP Monday and see who had the best weekend of them all. MVP Monday. How you doing? (laughs) Double D. What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, just trying to deal. Yeah, my Saturday was not good at all either. And then I kind of made up for it yesterday. So I'm feeling all right about the weekend. But yeah, my college football stuff was not good. And the two games going with the interception with LSU and then the hook. Come on, man. The hook on the Maryland game, which was looking so good for so long. So good. (laughs) It kind of stung. So... Live and learn. We'll win one this year, and I'm not worried about it. Uh, that being said, let's get to some people that actually won this weekend. Nominee number one for MVP Monday is Gabriel Moreno, Arizona Diamondbacks. High fly ball to deep left field. Forget about it. It's gone. A disastrous start for Clayton Kershaw. Moreno hit only seven during the regular season. Put a major charge into that one. Moreno helped the Diamondbacks open up a six to nothing lead in the first inning against Clayton Kershaw as the as Arizona grabs a one nothing lead in the NLDS against LA. It was Moreno's second home run of the playoffs. Nominee number two, Jermaine Burton, Alabama Crimson Tide. Low snap. Noro had to go down to get it. Look out from behind, throws, got it to Burton, touchdown Alabama. Milrow loads, fires long, got a man out there, Burton's got it. All the way down to the 20-yard line. Jermaine Burton having a career game right here. Backfield empties, Milrow on a crossing route to Burton. Jermaine Burton, touchdown Alabama. Burton caught nine passes for 197 yards and two touchdowns as the Crimson Crimson Tide remain unbeaten in the SEC with a 26-20 win over Texas A&M. Burton caught touchdown passes of 15 and 19 yards in the third quarter to help rally Alabama from a 17-10 deficit. Nominee number three, Jamar Chase. Burrow. Pressure comes. Floats away. Backs the other way and into the end zone for the touchdown. Jamar Chase, his first touchdown of the season. On first down, Burrow with time. Looking deep. Looking for Chase. He's got it. And Jamar Chase on the deep ball for the touchdown. Looking for the back of the end zone. Chase again. His third touchdown catch of the day. Chase finishes with 192 receiving yards and three touchdowns as the Bengals won on the road 34-20 over Arizona. The three touchdowns were the first of the year of Chase for Chase, and his 15 receptions is a franchise record for a single game. Nominee number four, Mitch Garver, Texas Rangers. That ball is hit in the air to deep left field. Hayes going back at the wall. It's gone. It's a grand slam. Mitch Garver breaks it open for the Rangers, who have not. 
over the first three innings. Garver hit a grand slam and drove in five runs on the day as the Rangers swept the first two games of the ALDS in Baltimore on the day. Garver also went two for six with two runs scored to go along with the grand slam. So, Jenks, mm. is it one of these four or are you going off book with your Monday MVP? I am not going off book. You know what? I'm going to go with Mitch Garver. And I initially thought about Jamar Chase because what was he saying a week ago? I'm open. I'm always effing open. Like it was only a matter of time before he exploded. But Mitch Garver is the guy who hadn't played in this series. And Bruce Bochy said he was asked after the game, why did you decide to put him in the game? And he said it was his time. Like, we just needed to get him in there. And what does he do? He delivers in a huge spot. Here's the thing about Baltimore, which I think is pretty amazing. They have not gotten swept or lost three straight in a in a series of at least two games since May of 2022. This is The Orioles just don't do this. And now they're on the verge of doing that. And it's because of Mitch Garver just going deep and knocking around that Baltimore starting pitching, which I thought might be better than we've seen. So in a huge spot, and for a Rangers team, look, we know about the Rangers injuries at pitcher. And right now, the Texas Rangers are the favorites to win the World Series. Now, I know that that is something that's going to vacillate. It's going to go back and forth, depending on the results of the games to come. But ultimately, if the Rangers are going to win, they are going to have to swing their bats and sometimes outscore you. Mitch Garber was a huge part of that. Not a guy I thought we'd be talking about on Monday. I'm going with Garber. I'm going to go off book here, and this is going to be a team effort for me. MVP of the weekend has to be the San Francisco 49ers establishing their dominance in the NFL. Have they played in one close game this year? Like, I'm looking at the final scores, and I know that the Rams game looks like it was kind of close, but a lot of that was Sean McVay at the end just trying to cover the number, it seemed like. Uh, The Niners have scored at least 30 points in every single game this year, and we finally felt like they were getting a formidable foe in the Dallas Cowboys and what do they do uh they thumped a 42 to 10 that Cowboys defense was supposed to be one of the best in the league and the Niners sliced and diced them like it was a high school secondary so I think over the weekend the 49ers proved to me and probably to the rest of the NFL community that they belong as the top dog in the NFL so MVP of the weekend for me San Francisco 49ers I'm going to agree with Chelsea and maybe individualize it just a little bit because George Kittle, three catches, all of them for touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Three touchdowns last night. So for me, it's George Kittle. First time he's ever scored three touchdowns in a game. And, you know, tight end appreciation a little bit early. Tight end appreciation day just a little bit early. Oh, because – we haven't had any with uh, Travis Kelsey, right? Like, oh, the forgotten position. Man, did you see over <laughs> the weekend where there was a an injury scare and all of a sudden people are saying, oh, my God, get the Swifties on the artificial turf front and get them going against Roger Goodell. Uh, so I was kind of glad to not see a ton of Taylor Swift on my timeline. That was a, a yes. welcome uh reprieve there but still it feels like to me that the 49ers are the cream of the crop and yes George Kittle had a great game 
And I feel like this was a complaint of multiple people that I was talking to. Well, why doesn't he do that when he's on my fantasy team? It feels like George Kittle is so boomer bust. Like he either has a monster game or he's just blocking the entire game. Doesn't that seem like it's always the case? He's a monster. I love George Kittle. I love the way he plays because you're absolutely right. And that's one of the reasons why he's always, well, not always injured, but he's always kind of banged up is because you're right. When he's not catching, he's just destroying people. He's one of those few Mm -hmm. tight ends that doesn't just get it done offensively. But when he's in the game, he's mauling guys. And also talking about another tight end, Travis Kelsey, I just want to say for the record that through the first, what, four games of the season, he had the fewest amount of yards in his career. All of a sudden, Taylor doesn't show up, and he goes off. So I think the Swifties not being there and Taylor not being in attendance had to do with Travis Kelsey having a great game. Or Travis Kelsey is good, just a good player, and eventually we were going to see it. Um, Joseph, but- why are you ruining my joy? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is the same argument, you know, that people are saying, well, you know, Taylor Swift put put Travis Kelsey on the map. No, she didn't. Like, he's always been a good player. Uh, But let's flip the script here. Who had the worst weekend? Because I think this is an interesting discussion as well. And we have a couple minutes. Bill Belichick continues to have a terrible season as the Patriots lose 34 to nothing to the Saints. They've been outscored 72 to 3 in the last two weeks of the season. Then you have the Miami Hurricanes with the worst coaching play of the entire weekend. Instead of taking a knee, they run a play at the very end and they fumble it. Georgia Tech goes on to win on a 44-yard touchdown with two seconds left to play. And then Clayton Kershaw, hmm, he did not look like himself in the postseason. Gave up six runs and just a third of an inning to the Diamondbacks. So, Jenks, of these, uh, I'm not going to call them mistakes. Some of these are not mistakes. Like Clayton Kershaw was They're doing mistakes. his best. He just had a bad yeah. night. Uh, who had the worst weekend? Mario Cristobal and the Hurricanes. Look, the Patriots are not good, okay? Now, they look awful right now. This might be the worst team in football, which is saying something. And it's crazy that Bill Belichick is, he needs one win to get 300 for his career in a regular season, tying only two guys, Papa Bear Hallis and Don Shula. He just needs one more. He's going to get it, hopefully. But but here's the thing. Mario Cristobal had one of those mistakes for the ages where anyone, anyone who knows football, you, I love when people say, oh, you clearly didn't play football. You don't have to play football <laughs> to know that when you can kneel down and run out the clock, that's what you do. That is football 101. That's football 100. That's You know that before you even go into the basic football class. And the fact that they decided to hand it off and the fact that he's done this and did it before at Oregon and lost a game is inconceivable to me. That's a fireable offense. It is the Miami Hurricanes, 19-point favorites, and that's how you lose? Come on. Yeah, it's the definition of getting greedy. Like, isn't this kind of the equivalent of, who is it, Deshaun Jackson that used to always, like, drop the football a yard before he got to the end zone because he was celebrating? Like, this is (laughs) your punishment for being greedy. You take the win, you take the knee, and you get out of there with your dub. You don't try to be all fancy. You don't try to rack up some extra, extra yards for your running backs. You take your win and you leave. So this is kind of the equivalent of that. Man, I miss Deshaun Jackson. I miss those plays. Those were the worst. 
when he's just like high stepping and then drops the ball uh, and you're like, oh, come on. You did it again? Didn't he do it multiple times? I think that's the worst part. Uh, the, that's part of his legacy in the National Football League. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.